to On Wednesdays, We Watch One Tree Hill, the podcast where a bunch of nostalgic millennials sit around and talk about a TV show from the early 2000s that they either grew up with or have never seen before in their entire lives. As always, I am one of your co-hosts, Brody, and with me as always is Jesse. Hello. And Caitlin. Hiya. And today we are talking about season three, episode two of One Tree Hill, titled From the Edge of the Deep Green Sea, which fun fact is a song by The Cure. Okay. But what are they the curing? Sorry. Moving right along. (laughs) That was a good Nick and Nora's Infinite playlist uh, reference. And I'm getting nothing, nothing, listeners, nothing. I apologize for nothing. And we're moving on. We open with Lucas on the beach. And there's a voiceover. And he seemingly is setting up a bonfire of some sort. And Dan jogs by and says, well, well, look who's starting a fire. Lucas had a rock in his hand. He could have thrown that rock at Dan's head. He could have ended it all. He could have ended everything. (laughs) And then he would have went to jail and one tree who would have been about Lucas in jail. I'm not entirely sure he's not going to jail at this point. We don't know. I don't know. You guys know. I don't know. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. But also, the book quotes are back. Here we yes, go. There they we are. Go. They're back. I mean, there's parallels to season one and season three. Guess what? We're starting season three strong here with some book quotes. Ha ha. At least it's not Steinbeck. Exactly. It's not. Exactly. Oh, I feel like someday we need to get that on a t-shirt. That's just like, at least Pop it's Steinbeck? not Steinbeck. Yeah. <laughs> God. Right? Yeah. Uh, so then... We get, okay, I'll just say this right now, kids. This episode is one of my favorite episodes of all time. Of all time. Of the entire series. Not just the season, the series. And part of it has to do with this very next scene that I adore. And it is Brooke breaking into Peyton's house to graffiti on her closet doors and make lists. You never have to break into Peyton's house. No. But I I think this is the closest you can because she didn't know you were actually there because she was asleep the whole time. This is true. This is true. That's the closest I think you can get to it. Yeah. And Brooke is making lists because they're both now single and available. And she's divvying up all the available guys because the end of summer beach party is tonight. And, you know, they want none confusion or a repeat of what happened last year. (laughs) I want to know. I want a prequel episode i want to know what happened at last year's bonfire no she's talking about last year with her and lucas and and Peyton. Peyton. yeah i would like to think that it happened at last year's bonfire and i want to know what happened nope it's literally they're trying to not repeat what happened at the the beginning of last year with the love triangle (laughs) so i had to take pictures of them and explain it and how brooke did it because it was so hilarious it's really funny brooke And you guys can correct me if I'm wrong on any of it, because it's all a little bit from memory, because I could not write it all down. But I did take a picture of each list. Brooke gets Lucas, Mouth, all of the lifeguards at the beach, half the basketball team. They can decide if they want to make any tradesies at any point, but she gets half. Peyton gets the other half. Um, Brooke also gets um, uh, Nathan's hot uncle, Cooper. Larry. Papa Sawyer and Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters. <laughs> Dave Grohl. <laughs> and Larry's because, you know, he's her hot Delph fantasy. 
And Peyton then, is rightfully grossed out. Yep. And then upset that she doesn't get Dave Grohl. Oh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Because then but she she's goes also incredibly side. upset because she goes, like, she's equally grossed out about the fact that Larry is on Brooke's list as she is that Dan is on Peyton's. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, then Peyton's like, why do you have my dad? And she's like, well, you have Dan. And Peyton's just like, great, great. So Peyton's list is Jake. Nathan, with an asterisk, because we don't really know what's going on with him and Haley at this point. Uh, Anna, because, well, you know. The other half of the basketball team. And then the Rivercourt guys, which Brooke puts as skills, Fergie, and garbage. <laughs> and Peyton just goes, junk. And she's excuse me, his name is junk. And why? Oh, and she also gets Dan and the Foo Fighters. The, the rest, rest of them. The rest of the Foo Fighters. And Peyton literally, Peyton's quote is literally, junk and Brooke goes what his name is junk and why don't i get dave Grohl? i want dave Grohl. <laughs> and they banter about how they trade dave Grohl for anna uh-huh. yeah brooke takes anna confirmed bisexual brooke a Davis. bisexual icon brooke <laughs> davis yes yes so brooke brooke gives peyton dave Grohl, and brooke takes anna so they're done. They're good. Great, great. Great. I love that scene so much. It's so stupid. And I adore it. Uh, yeah. Then we get Nathan, who is back home from High Flyers. And he's at the River Court. And he's still pissed at Lucas. Because Lucas shows up and says, are you, are you still mad at me? Are you still pissed? What What's going on? Are we friends or not? And Nathan goes, well, let's play a game to 11. If you win, we can be friends. If I win, we're still not friends. And Nathan promptly wipes the floor with Lucas. They Okay, first of all, he has those high flyer skills. He's like playing with uh, advantage, but also they that with was the more condition? than... Yeah, he, he, he was playing high flyer skills against a heart condition. <laughs> but uh-huh. uh, regardless, because of the heart condition, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. But they played to way more than 11 points. Did they? That was way that was like seven three pointers, which I'm not a math lead. But see, but when they play to games like that, they're one point each. They're oh, not yeah. 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 When they yeah. play street ball, it's always yeah, one point. It's always one point. Yeah, yeah. It's it's baskets, not points. Mm, yes. So so that was eleven, because I counted. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, just a reminder, we are not a sports podcast at all. We're None of us are talking about. You're a liar, and we're moving on. <laughs> then we get to Haley, who is, all in all, settling in very nicely in the six feet of space that Brooke has given her in the bedroom. Sorry, I love Brooke's bedroom. I love that round-ass bed with the canopy. Uh-huh. Are you kidding me? The vanity and the the, the maroon colors throughout. It's, it's gorgeous. Uh, it's-, it's stunning. It's stunning, and Haley gets a cot in the corner. <laughs> it's cardboard boxes. Uh-huh. It's not even a cot. It's... Well, she has it. Well, she has a bed, but it's surrounded by the cardboard boxes because she hasn't unpacked yet. Oh, it and... looked like she was sleeping on four cardboard boxes lined up to me. No, it's an actual bed. Brooke actually okay. her bed. She's got a bed. It's just small and surrounded by cardboard boxes because Haley's avoiding packing to try to not make that split with Nathan real. And Brooke says, "Okay, fine. I have something to cheer you up." Then, turns out Brooke a.k.a. the entire production designer, designing department of One Tree Hill, redid the apartment for season three. Complete with, what is it, the French Riviera or wherever, Italian yeah. Riviera, who, yeah, wherever it is. 
Um, yeah. And they're both very happy with it. And Brooke says, she's also going to need next month's rent to help pay for all the redecorating. And, and Haley goes, well, Brooke, it's, it's fine. We live together now. I'll, I'll cut in for half. And Brooke was like, yay. I'm glad you said that. Cause I ate half your Rambo Sherbert. <laughs> and they're adorable. I love it. They're friends. Friends. They're friends. Yes. Um, then they also, the conversation kind of moves to Peyton and all the mama drama. And Haley asks Brooke how she's taking it. And the the wonderfully evil and demonic flyer that Peyton makes for Brooke for the bonfire party tonight pretty much answers their question. Uh, taking it fine. Just fine. We jump to Peyton looking at that said flyer on her laptop at a random um you know, Riverside restaurant and Ellie's there actually. So Peyton just sits down and asks her to tell her the heartbreaking story of how she was young and giving her up. And Ellie says it was really kind of the opposite of that. Um, I liked drugs better than you at that point. So I gave you up. Yeah. At least she was honest. Yeah. And Ellie tells her that, you know, that's been, all behind her. She's been sober for a long time now. And she actually wanted to see her years ago, but her father wouldn't let her. And she then painstakingly meticulously describes a 10 year old Peyton and Brooke to her, which sends Peyton flying off the handle to her dad and says, she tried to come see us or see me. And you sent her away and your dad go. And her dad goes, damn right. I did. And she slams the door and runs off up to her room <sighs> and her and her dad get into another argument complete with her breaking a record and saying, dad, this is what you sound like. Kind of like a broken record. And saying, you're not my real dad. <laughs> yeah. yeah she that's, that's that's not very base, but pretty she's damn very, close. She's very angsty. And Larry just rehashes the whole thing if he didn't think she was ready, you know, after her mom died and blah, 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 blah. And he couldn't risk exposing her to Ellie when she was so vulnerable. And Peyton says, well, what about now? And he tells her if she wants to get to know her, that's up to her. And, walks and also, off. Ellie was on drugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, and I think Larry mentions that. He was like, she was too much on a wild card. Right. Yeah. She was on drugs. Peyton was mourning the only mother she ever knew. Like, yeah. Peyton also makes a really bad joke and breaks a record. Uh, uh-huh. And I hate it. I, uh-huh. uh-huh. What I didn't we- hate, though, was Larry getting on to her about marching her little chicken ass up there and slamming doors in my house. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a that big, was da- big dad energy. I oh, really, so I so enjoy funny. not Dennis Quaid as a performer. I will say that. Uh, it was just really jarring last episode when he came off that fucking boat. And that is not the Papa Sawyer I come to know. And <laughs> the one who flirts with Karen. Yeah. Nope. None yeah. of that happens. Nope. He's yeah. No, he's, he's much more with it and, you know, gets onto his daughter for running her little chicken ass up there and slamming doors. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah. Then we cut over to Lucas coming over to Brooke and Haley's place and he makes fun of Brooke's furniture saying 1972 called. They want their furniture back until Brooke says for him to try out the couch and he sits down and he goes, it's a fine couch. He says, no, I meant to try out the couch. So then she probably straddles him and makes out with him on the couch. He says, Ooh, I like this couch. (laughs) 
Which well. then prompts Haley to go, dear God, too early for me to watch that going on. <laughs> and they have fun banter about the fact that the couch is not stain guarded yet. <laughs> and Haley says it's too early for me to see this. Brooke says, what would be a... Uh... A, a better time for you to watch us and she said quarter after stab out my eyes uh-huh. which yes yes just yes. kiss Haley. retort the, the witty banter is here and i oh, love it i'm so and glad Haley's back i am so glad Haley's back oh my god right right i think that's the thing that was season two like i like season two but there is always something missing from season two and i realized what that is it is Haley. Absolutely. Oh, God. That girl. I love her. Love her to death. So, yeah. So, Brooke gets up and goes into the bedroom, and Lucas and Haley discuss the whole situation with Lucas and Brooke of being, you know, part-time boyfriend and girlfriend. And Lucas admits that he really doesn't know what it's all about, but it's all on Brooke's terms, and he's okay with that for now. And Lucas inadvertently tells Haley that Nathan's back home because he thought she'd know that he would have told her. And it's news to Haley. Oh. So Haley immediately grabs her coat and leaves and heads over to Nathan's house. Um, but instead, she finds Dan there. And in a very creepy, weird turn where Dan invites her in and invites her to have a drink and inspects the bottle before he pours out the glass, which is hilarious. <laughs> really good. Um. Yeah, Dan's just real creepy. He's back to his creepy, weird, like, flirty with Haley self that he was before, and I hate it so much. I wrote my first I hate Dan so much note of the season Uh during episode two. Wow. Uh Well, he wasn't super hateable in season one. He was very much, he was more itchy and revengey in season, in in episode one. In episode one. Episode one, one, yes. Sorry, episode one of season three. Yeah. Also, like... Dan was being real shitty to her, but I'm not going to lie. That shit he pulled with, with her with being like, with like talking to her and just like inviting her into the house and being like, oh, Nathan's not here. Like, that yeah, shit no, that was the best. <laughs> he was like, Mr. Scott, if you could just please tell Nathan I'm here. Oh, Nathan's not here. Sorry. I laughed. I, I like audibly laughed. <laughs> we also got an iconic Haley yeeting herself out of a situation at nope. the, when he said Nathan's not here. The minute he said that, she just like, went boom, bye. Okay, bye. Then, oh, oh, then we get, I love this scene too. We get Papa Sawyer, we get Larry confronting Ellie to stay away from Peyton. And Ellie's like, I get that, Larry, I get it. But things have changed. And she would like to get to know Peyton with his blessing, of course. And Larry says, that's never going to happen. You gave her up and you have to live with it and tells her to stay away from them. It's quite honestly, that little scene for me was such good acting as well from both of those actors. Like, I loved it. Yeah. No, they're, yeah. I am intrigued by Ellie. I am interested to see what kind of energy she continues to bring to the season. Interesting. I didn't predict anything. Nothing could be interesting in that sentence. It's interesting that you're interested in Ellie. Uh, they did a very good job of leaving viewers wanting to know more about Ellie. Yeah. Because I felt that I remember feeling the same way. Exactly. Like I'm internally intrigued by Ellie. So yeah. Then we cut over to Lucas and Brooke who are now working on the bonfire for this, for the end of summer beach party. And 
they've got it set, but they say it, it needs some more if it's going to be a bonfire. And Lucas says, okay, fine. I'll pick up some more wood before I come and pick you up for the party. And Brooke promptly tells him that, no, instead she's going to go with Peyton and she's going to play the field tonight if that's okay. And Lucas warns her, you know, she might not be able to handle this and she's going to have to break up with all these other guys because she's obviously going to fall for just him. And he's just looking out for her. And Brooke replies with, do you want to come and look out for me while I take a swim? Their energy is so good. It's It's hilarious. I like it more now. I like it more this season than I did in season one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You you like the flirty? Because here's the thing. The big thing is Lucas knows what he's getting himself into. And he's much more prepared for Brooke Davis. Right. Like, Brooke Davis doesn't have to teach him anything. Lucas already knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And knows how to play this game and is promptly going at it. And I adore it. I would also argue that Brooke has calmed down. Like, yes. I know that she and Peyton have that whole exchange about what happened to responsible Brooke, but Party Brooke is gooder. But, yeah. like, Party Brooke has still calmed down. Yeah. No, what's yeah, happened yeah, yeah. is Lucas has risen to the occasion and Brooke has come down. And they're meeting in the middle, and it's very fun. Yeah. Luke isn't serious book nerd anymore. You no. know, he's... He's casual I, I casual book nerd. I banged a girl on a carousel. Uh, Lucas, like, yeah, that changes things. <laughs> changes that everything. Changes. The dynamic. Yeah. So then Lucas comes to the cafe after the beach and educates Karen on slang vocabulary, specifically woot and what what. And I, I died. died. <laughs> this is Absolutely I think died. I've seen in, in weeks with this show. I died. Did. I, so I, I texted Brody. I think it was during this scene. And I was like, I forgot how fucking funny this episode is. Uh-huh. Okay. Did the sentence woot be like wahoo come out of Lucas Eugene Scott's mouth during yes. this conversation? Yes. He, he yes, explained to his mother that woot is a lot like Yahoo. And then Karen promptly demonstrates for his, because with his explanation, it makes sense that you go woot. And <laughs> yes, he went, really drags it out. She does. Woo! She really drags it out. And also, this scene is even funnier to me because of the fact that we are Karen Rose age now. And I have had similar conversations like this in the last couple years with people that are younger than I am. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I think I know what sheesh means, but I'm still not entirely sure. (laughs) I'm still not entirely sure either. I I didn't know if th- that that was official slang. I thought that was just like, sheesh, look at that. You know, I thought it was more, it was like oh, a. Honey. Oh, honey. No? Oh, honey, no. No, it's a thing. Well, okay. that was the original slang term of it, yeah. but TikTok has taken it and turned it into something else. Sorry, yeah. I just got like four more wrinkles after <laughs> saying that <laughs> sentence. <laughs> no, this was especially funny to me because I was luke's age at this time and woot was 100 percent part of my vocabulary oh that's the thing that's the thing we are all the funny thing is we are all the ages of the characters in the show during seasons and it's ages of the parents yeah well, I will say I was a little Minus bit younger than, than the than the high schoolers because I was a freshman in high school 0506. Yeah. So 
Because let's forget, the Wooten's are younger. like 35, 36. Yeah. Yeah, 30. But Woot was definitely in my vocabulary. Yeah. 100%. Because I was a senior at the beginning of 06. Yeah. So uh, I started senior year. No, at the end of 06. I started senior year. So, because I graduated in 07. So I am pretty much exactly lining see, up. I was lined up exactly like I was a junior in high school at the beginning of season three and a senior in season four. Okay. With yeah. that. So I was right there with them the whole time. Like when they graduated high school, I graduated high school. Oh, mm. there you go. That was me with high school musical. High school musical senior year came out my senior year. Yeah. And I was a theater kid. And when I tell you that I saw that, that movie in theaters yep. three oh, yeah. times. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Three times. Anyway, anyway. Ladies, gentlemen, this has been us aging ourselves very much. So we're going to move on now. <laughs> after Gray after hairs Lucas, are aggressively popping out of our heads right now. Everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> I am. I am really let right now an 86 year old person. I am Sophia Petrillo from the Golden Girls is how I feel right now. It's fine. <laughs> Moving on, moving on. Um, yeah, you know after what's really the- sad about that reference is there mm. are probably people listening to this podcast who don't know who that is. Oh, I literally said that to somebody at work the other day and they didn't know what I was talking about. And I was Fired. very sad. Fired. I, I wanted to so bad and I can't because I'm not their manager. It's fine. Um, anyway, after the vocabulary lesson that Karen gets, that even includes her going, what, what? What, what? I would like to think before we move on that this was an organic scene between... God, I hope so. Sad I hope and, it was complete and, uh, and improv thing between and the two. Moira, where they were like, just improv the beginning part of the scene. And Moira genuinely wanted to know what Woot Woot and what what was. Uh-huh. Because she was also, I mean, she was our age at the t- our age now at the time that this was happening. So she probably a little older than us. Remember, we are early 30s. We are not mid-30s yet. I know, but still, yes. my point being, she probably heard younger kids like on like she probably heard the rest of the cast saying woot and what what because it was in their vocabulary and didn't know what the fuck was going on. True. I, yeah. I would like to think that that was a genuine conversation between Chad and Moira. <laughs> I would hope so. What, what the year did this uh, air? October 12th, 2005. Yeah, Moira was 37 when this was filmed. Yes. I just wanted to see if maybe yes. she was. Okay. There. See, so she, she's six years older than I am. Okay. I have a little time. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, after the vocabulary lesson, um, their conversation kind of shifts to Andy. And we find out from Karen, because um, she tells Lucas that Andy's probably not going to be coming back um, because Andy wanted kids and a family. And Karen wasn't sure she wanted to do all that again. And Lucas jokes and says, yeah, because the first one he had turned out so bad you didn't want to risk it again. And she says, pretty much. Maybe. And she says three words that I was shocked to hear a little bit. She says, plus, there's Keith. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And Karen tells Lucas that she thought she saw him the day of Dan's fire. Did Keith do fire? Is the sentence I wrote <laughs> in my notes. They're doing such know. a good job. They're doing such a good job dragging this out. This whodunit. Yeah. Is Jesse, I'll just ask, do you have any idea or any inkling of who you think did it? 
I think Lucas. Think think about that. We'll we'll, we'll think we'll about, talk about it at the end of this we'll episode. At the end of the episode. But circle ponder. back. Ponder. Yeah. We're gonna circle back. Okay. So then we cut over to Haley, who finds Nathan in the but weight not room. Not before. Is- Hold on. But not before we get our fourth sunkissed placement. Oh yes. Because sunkissed is on the top of the soda machine. Yes. And the third one, because I forgot to point it out, was when Peyton storms into the backyard to confront her dad. Larry Sora is drinking a sunkissed. There it is. There it is. There it is. Ladies so and gentlemen, this has been Sunkissed sponsorship with Caitlin. They had to they had to put all that Sunkissed money this episode towards the soundtrack. So it makes perfect sense this episode. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So Haley's at the weight room with Nathan and she asks if he got all the letters that she sent him. And Nathan says, Yeah. And he also tells her he can't do this. And he didn't know why he didn't why he didn't tell her that he was coming back is because he didn't know if she'd actually still be there when he got back. And Haley reminds him, I told you this, I'm back for good. And I'm actually staying with Brooke at the apartment. And she tells him he may have a future as a painter and a decorator. Oh, yep. It's great. And they both agree that they have some decisions they need to make. And she tells him that she'll be at the beach party if he's coming and they can talk. And she tells him, quite frankly, that he's changed. And he says, I guess I have you to thank for that. Some bullshit. And this, has been, and this has been the part of the episode where where Nathan Royal Scott rips my heart out. And it's run over by a steamroller, ladies and gentlemen. Moving on. Some gaslighty bullshit. Like, oh, God. <sighs> words. He's so, like, mean without being just maliciously mean with this. Like, cause I, I don't think he's trying to be maliciously mean without what he's saying, but it still hurts no matter what he says. Well, because he's saying it to try to, he's trying to hurt Haley. Like you can defend him all you want, but he no, knew I'm not. exactly. I'm not. He rips my heart out every time he opens his goddamn mouth and I hate it. He knew exactly where that arrow was landing when he <laughs> said it, when he. I also, I also think he's continuing to be mean to her. So he's not nice to her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we've already seen him like like in the last episode, we already saw him break a little bit. And like mm-hmm. when she crawled into that bed, like he embraced her. He kissed her back for a second. Oh yeah. So he's being mean to her because if he's not mean to her, he's gonna let her back in. Well, it's like how scared dogs lash out. You know, yeah. like dogs that have been hurt in the past are Are we saying Nathan is a scared chihuahua? Yes. Okay. I don't think Nathan. he's a chihuahua. Fine. I, think uh, I would argue that Nathan... Labrador? He's a la- lab. Is yeah. he a Labrador retriever? He is a Labrador retriever. There it is. He's not oh. a golden retriever boyfriend. No. no all right, the golden retriever comes up in a minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's a Jack Russell Terrier. <laughs> <laughs> Why that's do I feel like now... We that have is my parents' dog if he dog, What kind of dog everybody is. I, I could do it. Okay, fine. Brooke, Brooke Davis, go. Brooke Davis, go. She's a labradoodle. She is. She's the yep. uh, high maintenance hybrid. Labradoodle. Yep. yep. Peyton. Peyton. Peyton's like a Rottweiler. Like a shit. Oh, she's not a Rottweiler. She's not no. that. I would say Peyton. Like a shit too. She's like sweet and she's got the hair and she's like not. 
uh, a typical dog, like not the typical breed. She's not like other dogs. She's not like other dogs. <laughs> okay. okay, Haley. Oh, Haley. No. Uh, she Haley is a beagle because she can sing. Yes, I like that. Yeah. Okay, Lucas. Uh. <laughs> Be nice. Uh, what's a dumb dog that like is just still real cute? Uh, I think no. Here's what I think. I think Nathan and Lucas both are Labrador retrievers. I agree. I think yeah. they are both the same kind of dog. They're oh, well, yeah, because they're brothers. Hmm? Well, what if what if Nate is the Labrador retriever and Lucas is like the Golden Retriever? Like, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I would. What, what, mm-hmm. I the last this. one, what's Mouth? Mouth is a golden retriever. Mouth yes. is the chihuahua. <laughs> Just like tiny and friendly. Mouth <laughs> is the goodest of boys. That's See, here's what the thing, though, is I've never met a chihuahua that's not mean. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, like chihuahuas, like I've never met a nice chihuahua. Mouth- well, okay, then, then here's what I'm going to say. Peyton, this episode is a chihuahua. Yes, 100%. Peyton, yeah. I would say Peyton is like. I think Peyton could be a Chihuahua because they are nervous dogs. They are dogs yeah. that are like. They are anxious easily. dogs. Yep, anxious. Yeah. Yep. There it is. There it is. You know what? Anyway. This is a boxer. Ooh, I like that. I like, I like it. that. This is boxer because boxers are very sweet, and mm-hmm. they like. But also, like, I feel like they're a breed that people are like a little bit scared of them. I'm sorry. I just saw Brody's eyes glaze over. Like, I can't believe we've been talking about this for so long. I thought I was going to do a we've ever had. No, it was amazing. It was amazing. I, I thought we were going to be moving on, though, and then it jumped back in again, and I went, oh, we're not done. Okay. okay. <laughs> I saw okay. the minute you went, we're still talking about this. I saw the minute it happened on you. <laughs> it's the best. It's the best. Anyway, can, can we move on? Please. Okay. Because- so... That then something happens that um yeah is a little bit of a shocker. Lucas, our boxer, is going in the park and he sees Ellie buying drugs in the park. This is how you know it's also two thousand five because nobody buys drugs out in the open anymore. Nope. Like no one does that super sneaky handshake anymore. No, no. they just go to their dealer's house. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. But she's new in town. She doesn't know, you know, where everybody lives. It's fine. It's not her fault. But she, we kind of noticed that she sees Lucas see her. But she doesn't know Lucas yet, does she? Mm, well, I she, think she does because she's Peyton. stalking Peyton. Mm. Yeah, she's been she's been watching Peyton, so probably. Yeah, she knows that this guy is friends with with Peyton. Yeah. So speaking of Peyton, we then get Brooke coming over to Peyton's house and making fun of Peyton's wardrobe and calling her homeless. It's fine. It's fine. And even though Peyton doesn't want to go to the party, Brooke says she has to because Mouth is throwing himself a pity party about Erica Marsh. So Peyton has to be your DJ. So, yeah. Then we get to the beach at the party. <laughs> guess who's back, kids? <laughs> it's Dill, who I wrote has gone full golden retriever, but I agree it's full Jack Russell Terrier. Uh-huh. Just... Uh-huh, uh-huh. Nothing but he, wind between his ears. Just <laughs> he literally 
like is following Burke around like a Jack Russell Terrier going, can we let the bonfire yet? Can we let the bonfire yet? I've got stuff to melt, like, you know, cleaning products, army men. I saw something dead on the beach up the way. And Brooke says we should sacrifice a virgin. Know anybody, Tim? <laughs> she also goes, oh, Tim, you're back. I thought you died. <laughs> she was all of us in that moment. She was all of us in that moment. It's fine. <sighs> This actor, every season, the director tells him to go bigger, I think. Oh, absolutely. Like, every season we tune in and Tim has taken another full turn into idiocy. They've talked about this on, they've talked about Brett on, um, on, because apparently Brett never got a script. They were just like, go improv. Yeah, go be an idiot. Go, go. Have fun, Tim. Yeah. Yeah, he got very little direction and was just like, go be an idiot. Thank you so much. Go. This is your prop. It is a box of stuff. Go follow Go follow Sophia onto the beach. <laughs> yep. Go. Yep. Yep. He even freaks out and starts knocking drinks out of people's hands when he thinks the cops show up. And turns out it's not the cops. It's just douchey lifeguards. <laughs> It's great. It's like, man, I thought they were five. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, man. Then we quickly cut over to Dan, who is reading the incident report of the dealership fire. And we find out that the investigation has officially been closed by everyone involved. Mm. By, I should say, the proper authorities. Dan, on the other hand, not letting it go. Not, not going to. And not, it was not, an not. accident. Huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So then I we cut back. Pause the TV to read what the official report was, but the TV wouldn't let me. Yeah. So it's nothing important. It literally, important just says, in capital letters, like accident case is closed. Uh-huh. Got it. Yep. Yep. So Brooke gives a very fun speech about being the end of summer and the beginning of their senior year. And they light the bonfire. Everyone's like, yeah, woo, woo. The party's going to start. And Peyton. Starts the party by playing You Light Up My Life by Debbie <laughs> Bush. And it is hilarious and depressing, and I love it. You know you know that episode, the Valentine's Day episode of Parks and Rec in uh, season three, uh, where uh, Rob Lowe got broken up with, and uh, he's asked to DJ the Valentine's Day dance at the Senior Center. It's the same, it's the same energy. It's very good. It's very good. I liked it a lot. It's, it's great. It's great. Yeah. So then we cut to Dan again, who comes to the cafe to trade insults with Karen, and they both go at it, and it's hilarious. And Dan starts to grill Karen about the fire and says that maybe someone, you know, was mad at him and upset for it. And Karen literally says, maybe you should start with the phone book. Start with A and work your way down. Mm -hmm. Mm. She verbally decimated this man in that scene. He orders a coffee and she says, sure, I just have to go spit in it first. And it's like, oh, and then decides she's going to not she's going to pull the right of. Refusal card. Right through service. Yeah, right through service. I love it. Yeah, and Karen's last piece of words to him were, you know, if someone did try to kill you, Dan, I'm sorry they failed. Maybe next time they won't. And looks at him very ominously. Which again, did Andy do fire? (laughs) Who knows? Oh, I think what they're inferring there is, did Karen do fire before she left? No, I never for once thought it was Karen. Never, ever. Yeah. I I don't think it's Karen either. Like, 
I don't think she has it in her. She's like she's spiteful and like she gets angry. She'll throw a chair through a window and she'll, she'll call you a chair nasty through the window. But, but she's not like I don't think she has it. I don't, I don't think many people have it in them to try and murder another person, number one. But especially not Karen Rowe. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, God. Okay, then we go back to the, the party, and we go back to Tim. And Tim is being very Tim. <laughs> Tim is naked sing, playing a guitar on a log. singing his own song <laughs> about who how someone wants to go skinny dipping with Tim and have sex with Tim. Oh, and, and I know he, the song. Oh, Would God. you like to perform it for you? Yes, yes please. Yes, yes, this please. is my follow-up single to The Water is Hot and So is Felix. Yes. I love yes, it. Yes, yes. Naked Much Tim. anticipated follow-up. <laughs> Much anticipated follow-up single. And it goes like this. Who wants to swim naked with Tim? Who wants to get drunk and have sex with him? <laughs> and then he tries to proposition a pregnant girl. By saying, well, you're not skinny. I like my girl skinnier, but you do. And she goes, I'm pregnant. No, he says it's called skinny dipping, but this is this will work or. Yeah. God. Yeah. And she's like, I'm pregnant. And he's like, I can get with that. God, Tim. Fucking idiot. Yep. Yep. And then we get a quick scene of Lucas longingly, broodingly watching Brooke flirt with all the boys, including the douchey lifeguards. And Haley shows up and she asks him how this casual dating thing's going. And he's like, eh. And she says, could be worse. Nathan didn't even show up. Uh, yeah. Which yep. then Lucas then walks over to Peyton and talks to her about Ellie. And Peyton admits that she feels bad about freezing her out. And maybe she should at least give her a chance and try to get to know her. And then Peyton immediately sees Lucas's face change and goes, all right, Lucas, Eugene Scott, what the hell is up? Because I can read your face like a book and you know something. Tell me what's going on. And he admits to her that he saw Ellie buying drugs in the park. And Brooke interrupts by saying, in the best Brooke way ever, can we have some less depressing music, please? <laughs> and Peyton obliges and immediately says, I need to go get another drink. Then not we get a not a song where the lyrics are "We are all on drugs." Yep, uh-huh. yep, 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 yep. She was Which then cues the beach party montage of all the extras and everybody else, including a naked Tim still dancing with his guitar. Woot woot! Woot woot! What what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then after the beach party montage, we get Brooke coming up to Lucas and offering to go skinny dipping with him. And Lucas sees a really sad Haley off in the distance and says, can you give me about 20 minutes? And she says, I'll give you 15 and the offer goes public. So Lucas is like, okay, okay, great. So Lucas leaves the party and goes to the river court to find Nathan and confronts him about Haley and tells him to just forgive her because she loves him. And Nathan says he's an idiot for believing any of that. And Lucas tells him, fine, he can be a coward and not go to the party but if he ever tries to mistreat Haley, don't because he will hurt him. Yep. I love it. I uh, love it. Best friend yep. vibes are back. I love it. Yes. Tell him off, Lucas. Seriously. And also the brother vibes because yep. yeah. Lucas knows. Like we've talked about like Nathan knowing where like knowing where the arrow was gonna land. Mm-hmm. Lucas calling him a coward. He knew where oh, that arrow was gonna they land. They pushed all the buttons. They mm-hmm. pushed all the buttons. 
Yep. Yeah, it was great. It was so Pushing all the good. buttons, babe. Right? That how that that's how that goes. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, there's gonna be our third single. I almost murdered Caitlin. <laughs> Caitlin almost choked on water and died for this podcast episode. So you're welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, Lucas gets back to the beach after he threatens Nathan. And he sees that Brooke has already went public with her offer. And she's skinny dipping with the douchey lifeguard boys. And Haley has the best line ever and says to Lucas, hey, at least she won't drown naked. It's the best. Haley, I miss you so much. And then Haley's hair yeah. also looks really good. It's, it's so, so good. good this season. It's I love so it. Good. That's her natural hair color. No, that yeah. is. Those well, are no, 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 no. She's actually blonde, but they wouldn't let her be blonde in the beginning because the producers thought they couldn't have two blonde girls in the show. And Peyton was already blonde, so they made her darken her hair. Uh. Mm. No, Literally, it's, it's so that's good. a fact. The girls admit in, in the Drama Queens podcast, there were so many arguments and fights over their hair and hair care on that show. Of course, of course. But they had to fight for any change with that because if the other guys had anything to say about it, they would have kept their same season one haircuts the whole time. Ugh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway, Haley's walking around the party and she unfortunately runs into Tim who starts badgering her to sing... Her hit single with Chris Keller, When the Stars Go Blue. And Tim's like, even I'll, I'll sing the Chris Keller part. That's fine. You know, you we can sing it together. We can sing it. And then Nathan shows up and throws Tim's guitar in the fire. And the whole party erupts with cheers. Uh-huh. They're the all very happy. entrance to any party I have ever seen committed yep. to the TV screen. Yep. And then Tim, in typical Jack Russell fashion, goes, oh, Nathan's back. <laughs> And Haley just looks at Nathan with such adoration and like so much love. He cares. He still cares. He's here. He cares. Yeah. So then we cut back to Brooke post skinny dip with just a towel on and asks Lucas if he's having fun. Lucas in return asks her if she's having fun. And she says, yeah, because, you know, this is a moment in time they'll never get back. And Lucas retorts that maybe Maybe a moment like this should mean something with someone then. And the douchey lifeguards beckon Brooke over on the megaphone and tell her not to put her clothes on. And Lucas just goes and tells her, go have fun. And then Haley tries to talk to Peyton. And it does not go well. And the capital P that stands petty. for petty. Yep. Ooh, literally, Peyton yeets out of the conversation by flipping on a record of when the stars go blue by one Haley James and Chris Keller just out of spite. Oh, it's so bad. I really did hate that. This was the song that was underscoring Haley and Nathan's first real conversation Uh about what's happening to their relationship. I hated it so much. Yeah. Speaking of that, Nathan then comes over and asks Haley if they can talk And he first apologizes to her for telling her that he was back. Um, And he says he's been avoiding her because he's still mad at her. And that's not going to change anytime soon, probably. And he tells her about how he broke the keyboard and the wedding wall. Because the only two times he's been to the beach lately have been their wedding. And when he set fire to the wedding wall. 
he did apologize for breaking the keyboard though. He yes, he said he did. he did. He said I broke the wedding wall when I threw your key that keyboard I bought you at it. Sorry. I'm like, yeah. okay, progress. Yeah. And Haley just asks him what he wants from her or them. And Nathan doesn't know what they are anymore. And he doesn't know what he wants from them or what he wants them to be. And Haley says, I do. I want to fight for us because I want us to be together. And Nathan tells her he's going to concentrate on basketball this year. And she should focus on something for her, whether that's music or school or whatever, but anything but him. Because he doesn't know when he'll be ready for them again or if he'll ever be ready for that. And Haley blows up. It's like, seriously, Nathan, come on. And he swears he's not saying this to be mean. And he doesn't want to hurt her. He's just being honest. And Haley tells him that she's not going anywhere. And Nathan walks away and just says, okay. Did I miss anything out of that dumpster fire of a conversation? No, but the look on his face says, I'll believe it when I see it. Exactly. Yep. Oh. Yeah. They both both still love each other so fucking much. He's just trying to be mean so he doesn't fall back in love with her. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's easier to be mean than forgive her. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh. And then, yep. yeah, and then Lucas finds Haley after that and says, and then there were two. And he says, hey, they started last year this way, and look how that ended up. Yep. Great. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? And before they both walk away, he says, I got to go do something. And he goes over to Brooke, and he tells her this quote. I'm the guy for you. I know we're just part-time and that's cool. You know, do whatever, have your fun. But one of these nights, you're going to realize it. I'm the guy for you, Brooke Davis. You'll see. And he walks away. Just and the there cool. is a look. There's a look on Brooke Davis's face where she's like, oh. That's shit. exactly what she wanted to hear. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's why she did She just this. wanted to hear that he was going to fight for her. Uh-huh. Exactly. And it worked. Because it's oh. a hell of a lie. Oh, she was. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> the doozy lifeguards were were non-existent, even though they were right next to her at that point. Yep. We, then, we have not mentioned the excellent use of both Fallout Boys, Sugar We're yes. Going Down, and All American Rejects move along yes. in this party. And I, yes. yes. Well, because so both good. those the albums music. came out that year. Right. Yes. And I'm just like, oh. like, they truly did the most. Like starting in season three was when they really did the most with the soundtrack, and it's oh so good. Uh Those are because in season three, it's because in season three they published between season two and season three they released an album. One Tree Hill, the series released a soundtrack album that included "When the Stars Go Blue," which is why it was so readily available for them to play at this episode. Mm. And they do it again in another season, and it's they're both so good. Yeah. No, the those are still is, uh, yeah, two of my favorite albums to this day mm-hmm. uh, is Under the Cork Tree. And I think that's just the album's called Move Along. Move Along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's just instant high school nostalgia for me because that was high school for me. Oh, yeah. It was one trail, All American Rejects and Fall Out Boy. One of my first concerts was to a Fall Out Boy concert. Uh, me that too. My best friend, that my best friend and I, when we were, he turned 16 before I did. We drove two hours to the nearest amphitheater to hear to see Fall Out Boy. And his mom was so nervous that she called him like every 15 minutes to see if he was still alive driving. And he finally said, Mom, I'm not going to be if you keep 
calling and distracting me. Leave me alone. I'll call you when we get there. It was the best. I think I've mentioned this already. My first concert was Avril Lavigne and Simple Plan opened for them, Mm -hmm. for her. Uh, Aggressively early 2000s. That's all. Yeah. (laughs) Then we end the episode with Peyton going to Ellie's hotel bar, it seems like, and gives her her cocaine vial (laughs) and says she might like it since she knows she was buying drugs today and walks off. Petty. (laughs) Petty Sawyer. Petty Petty Sawyer. Yep. Then the last scene is Lucas and Haley walking down the beach and Lucas tells Haley that they're going to be okay because they got each other. And Dan just creepily ends up on the beach with a glass of scotch because he's staying at the beach house. Yeah. Yeah. And he sees Lucas and Haley engulfed in like the fire from the bonfire. And he has a flashback and he remembers seeing Lucas at the dealership the night of the fire. And the episode ends. Dun, 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 dun. So kids, what did we think? Oh, what a romp. Oh, this was a romp. Yes. We're back to having romps. Uh-huh. This was a good one. It was such a fun episode. I love it. It's funny. It's it's my favorite thing about One Tree Hill. It is funny. It is witty. It also has so much emotional impact with the characters. They do such good work in this episode. And the plot is so good to follow with. I love it so much. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you wanted a reason why I love this show, this episode is one of those reasons why you get everything you want in it. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And I think that is a, uh, a really consistent note that you both have during these rompy episodes where the, when one tree Hill is at its finest at its peak is when it's, Leaning yep. into the humor and really yes. has the balance of the drama and those good acting moments. And uh-huh. just Tim is on screen improving his little butt off, <laughs> you know. And, and I mean, I will say, like, you can tell that they've been doing this for two years now and they're on their third year because they've all just gotten so much more comfortable with each other. And I think their acting has improved. There is yeah. not like a bad piece of acting in these episodes. Yeah, not at all. Because like we've said before, I mean, is it Academy Award nominated acting? No. Is it better than it needs to be for a CWWB teen drama? Absolutely. Yep. Have you seen Riverdale? Oh, God. Only one season. That's all you need. (laughs) That was the only Goes downhill after that. (laughs) It really does. Like, no shade to anybody who likes Riverdale, but the fact that now they're doing, like, occult stuff and apparently someone's a voodoo queen now that Cheryl is. And so now Sabrina's coming back into Riverdale. I'm like, I don't know what's going on anyway. The crossover I that they said was never going to happen is happening. Uh-huh. Woot, woot. Woot, woot. What, what for all anyway, you young One there. Tree Hill. Yeah. One Tree Hill. <laughs> um, yeah. What else do we think kids? Uh, yeah. I mean, that was mostly it. I was just excited for a romp. I, uh, yeah. Oh, I have a question for Jesse. Oh, yes. Do you think Lucas did it? No, I think Lucas is the one that drug Dan out of the building. Um, because we've established Lucas is an idiot, but he's not stupid. 
right? He is and he is a teenage boy, so he is automatically an idiot. But he is not a stupid right. person. Facts. Right. You don't stick around inside the burning building you set on fire to like steal that slip of paper after it's been burnt, you know. Mm-hmm. You you could happen upon the fire and still be a human being and drag your dad out of a burning building no matter how much you want him dead. So I don't think he set the fire. My top two, top three suspects are Keith, Deb, Andy. So. Interesting. Very interesting. Because Keith has a lot of heat behind his hatred for Dan. There's a lot of heat (laughs) behind Keith. Yeah. So Keith is my top, top suspect. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Thanks. I thought so. I, yeah. I don't know. I love the episode. We think we've all said that. It's a great episode. What a way to start the season. Right? Here's what I'm going to say. Season three does not let up with this. It doesn't miss. It is good this whole season. Yeah. I'm excited. start to finish. I am legitimately excited for, you guys have talked up season three enough that I am legitimately excited to keep watching. Yes. Yay. Yes, yes, yes. So, yeah. And coming up, I know the stuff that comes up in the next couple episodes, and it's very fun. It's a good time. Very good time. I got to even look and see what the next week's are. Oh, yep. Yep. Uh, oh, yay. Yay. <laughs> well, here's what I'm going to say, Jesse. Um, Brody. There's some great nostalgia that's going to happen in the next couple episodes. That is. And you're going to be very happy about it. That is why I'm here. And it's one of my favorite. Honestly, episode four has one of my favorite scenes of just fun, fun in the entire series. Fun, fun. Fun, fun. Complete, ridiculous fun. It's so good. It's so good. I'm excited. Yeah. Cool. Anything else we want to add, kids? Nope. Cool. That's going to do Good. it for us, guys. As always, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to the podcast. It does help us out tremendously. We appreciate your support so much. It means the world to us. Uh, don't forget to follow us on social media. We are everywhere you can get social media at On Wednesdays Pod. Um, send us a DM on the Instagram. That's where most people seem to find us and where we're most active and that's always a good time we want to hear from you guys what do you think about our our dog assignments for these characters let us know let us know let us know what you think if we're wrong or if we're right please let us know uh yeah and that's gonna do it for us this week guys we'll see you next week for another episode of on wednesdays we watch one tree hill we'll see you guys then Bye. bye bye